Welcome to Extraterrestrial Reality. The main focus of this podcast, for the most part, uh, over the last two and a half years, has been the ongoing cover-up of the reality that there's an extraterrestrial slash non-human intelligence presence on this planet. Uh, and, of course, I, I basically focus on the machinations that are ongoing with uh, people trying to blow the lid off this uh, against the people that are trying to keep the lid on it. And so that's basically been the focus for the most part. Of course, I talk about a lot of different things with regard to this whole phenomenon, but I would say probably I predominantly focus on the cover-up. But one of the things I really don't talk about with regards to the cover-up is what is going on behind the scenes scientifically. Uh, there has to be for a long time now uh, different scientists that are brought in that are brought in by the government to study these craft that are recovered uh, from during crash retrievals and this has to be something that's been going on i believe since at least 1947 since roswell there's no question in my mind that something crashed at roswell there's no question in my mind that, that there have been crashes since then uh, and that the United States government, as probably some several other governments, have within their possession recovered extraterrestrial slash non-human intelligent uh, manufactured craft. There's no question. And what and you have to wonder, like, what it, it would be like if you're a scientist working on these programs, especially if, say, you have family. Uh, you know, you go home every day to a family and you're not allowed to talk about these things with, the, with family. You really would not be able, you would be in a position where you can't talk about the kind of work you're doing. You've got to be a special type of person to be able to, to, to hold that secret within yourself. Um, now, a lot of people, you know, don't believe the Bob Lazar story. Of course, Bob Lazar's a scientist who uh, claims that in the late 1980s, he was brought in, brought in uh, on this job for the government uh, to basically reverse engineer flying saucers. And he actually saw uh, nine flying saucers, he claims, at this place called S4 in the Nevada desert, which is very close to Area 51. And uh, he was assigned to one of them, which he called the sports model. And he was inside this thing. And he said there was no way that this thing was made on Earth and uh, and that they were trying to figure out how it ticked. And then, of course, the rest is history. He got in trouble there. He was taking friends out to a certain spot in the desert where they were testing these. Uh, there was these test flights of these objects. So he had some video where it looked like there was something up in the air moving around in ways that regular aircraft do not fly. And uh, he got caught doing this, and he got in a lot of trouble, and uh, that, that's when he went public with it because he was afraid for his life. But uh, now some people say, in the Uf even a lot of people in the UFO community, is, there's, a, there's a division when it comes to this story. Some people don't believe it, some people do. In fact, the late Stanton Friedman, who I hold the highest regard for, he did not believe the Bob Lazar story. I do believe the Bob Lazar story. I don't. I have not seen to this date absolute end-all evidence that shows that he was lying, although a lot of people claim this all the time, which I, I still don't see it. I, I see a lot of different things that they say, but I don't see evidence to show that he's lying. And uh, but so I believe him to this point. But even if it, even if even if I'm wrong, right? The, the the fact of the matter is that there are scientists. There's no question. Over decades now, four decades now, that have been studying this, and it has to be a tough position to be in. I mean, it really does. I mean, um, now it's been suggested that every ten years or so, like they they try to study these things, they try to figure out how these things work, and then they they can't get anywhere. That's a lot of stories we hear. All of it's anecdotal. We don't know for sure, but it does make sense. It would seem to jibe. 
they look at these things they can't figure it out so okay so we'll just put it away for 10 years and we'll wait till our technology uh gets better and then we'll come back and see what we what we could figure out then that that's possible that sounds like it's reasonable that's something that might be happening behind the scenes on how these things are handled uh but it must be something to be one of these scientists i mean could you imagine especially if you're if you have family at home you, you can't you would not be able to talk about this this would be something you could not ever ever share with anyone in your family any of your friends the danger of doing something like that would be tremendous because of the most certainly this is something that's a top secret or if not above top secret if that's even a thing uh, some people do think it's a thing, but we'll, we we don't really know. But it must be something, and and there is go, things going on behind the scenes right now. And I don't think I think you know a lot of people say, well, uh, you know, some of the stealth craft that we have right now might have been uh, the, the only reason we're able to do that is because of of what we recovered from extraterrestrials from their craft. I I don't fully believe that. Um, I think that we have some of those things are, are probably inspired by recovered extraterrestrial craft but i don't think we have anything yet i don't think they know how these things work i mean let's think about it like we we, we don't know how advanced some of these beings are that are coming here say they're a million years more advanced than we are i mean that's that's insane we're i don't see how we'd be able to figure anything out with, with how they how they operate um now but let's be let's be conservative let's say say they're only ten thousand years more advanced or only five thousand years more advanced or even two thousand years more advanced that would still be a a task to try to figure that out if if something if you were to find something that's two thousand years more advanced than any technology we have here today that would be incredibly difficult to figure out how that works that object whatever it is whatever it is um so I, it's, I, I'm just interested in in this whole idea of what's going on behind the scenes because there has to be something going on behind the scenes. Now we don't know. I, I think, of course, I always say uh, recently for recent for a while now, I've been stating that I think the biggest reason for the cover up is because of the re- reverse engineering aspects, um, and I still stand by that. Are, are there other considerations? Probably. Well, there's probably concern about what will happen. Uh, to you know different to people or how are they going to react the, the the world the general public how is it going to react it could might not be a, a good thing uh and the other concern i would say that they have is that they've been lying so long now that it's really hard how could how could you how do you how do you tell the world yeah we've been lying all these years right it's going to be a difficult thing i think they could come up with reasons but uh, they were concerned with what, what these beings were up to. They could say something like that. We needed to keep it quiet because of this, this, and this, and this. I mean, there has to be reasons you could come up with. And that's what I think that they should do instead of what this playing these games with Congress and all that kind of stuff right now and whistleblowers. But, uh, yeah, you have to wonder, like, are we getting anywhere behind the scenes? Are the scientists who are tasked with trying to reverse engineer these things, have they gotten anywhere? Have they what, have they made any breakthroughs? What kind of breakthrough? And if they have made breakthroughs, what are those breakthroughs? I think it's difficult. I think it would be extremely difficult. But even like say again, say they're only five thousand years more advanced than us. That would be extremely difficult for our, anyone in in this on this planet, any human being, to try to figure out what they did, how what, how these things operate. It would be very difficult. You know, it's almost like yesterday I was working on my house and I was doing some work with the siding and I got a ladder and i climbed up on the roof i needed to make some repairs and i was up there next thing you know there was a wasp came flying out of this little crevice in this in the underneath the siding and i tried to you know brush it away next thing you know before i even got my hand 
near it, it actually flew right on my hand and then stung me right right underneath my thumb here on the palm. It's swollen right now and itchy. And then next thing you know, there was like five or six other wasps, you know, of, of its buddies came flying out. And that was it for me. I was running, I was, you know, heading for the ladder and I got out of there quick. I didn't want to get my, you know, face full of wasp stings. So uh, in, in that little battle that happened yesterday, wasp versus man, wasp won. Wasp won that battle. Uh, now, of course, I'm an, uh, as a human being, there are things I could do to get rid of those things. They don't realize I have things that could I, I have in the house that if I wanted to, I can go up there and get rid of them. I could grab a, a can full of pressurized poison and then go back up that ladder and take care of business real quick, and they would have no idea. They wouldn't see it coming. Um <clears throat> And that's how I think, you know, we, we can look at this, use this analogy to look at the situation we have going on right here. I think that these things are so advanced that we're just as ins insignificant to them as wasps are to us. We don't really think about it. Those wasps were probably hiding out in that in that section of my house, you know, for the last five years. I didn't know about it. I went up there. They're there. And now if, they, if I think that they're a problem, I could I could easily go up and, you know, kill them, get rid of them. Uh, and that's how I think that they these things operate. I think if they see us and we're just you know, oh, it's them, it's those human beings again. You know, yeah, they don't want to. They're not going to poke the bear, right? You know, if, the, if but if but if they do get too close to us and we strike back like a wasp would strike us if we got too close to a wasp's nest, right? If we were to strike back, they might they they might just you know do, use something uh, the way we would to take care of us. And I think sometimes that has happened over the decades where, uh, like for instance, a fighter jet goes out to a chase down a, a UFO that's getting too close to our military bases and the, the jet fighter never returns. Of course, the public doesn't hear about these stories, but of course, the people in the military uh, who uh, were close to it, they know about it. But anyway, uh, yeah, that's why I look at these things like that. I, 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 I just see the, I think that we are insignificant to these, to these beings. Um, for the most part, I think that they could swat, swat us easily if they wanted to. They haven't. I mean, because we're just, whatever their interests are here, we're not fully, we, we just don't understand. And I just don't, I think that they are such, so it'd be so much more advanced than we are that it would be very difficult to reverse engineer any sort of technology that uh, uh, that they, they have here that has crashed and that we, we have recovered. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And just one more thing about this is, uh, you know, I talk about this sometimes too, is how you hear this argument, like if they were to come from all the way far away and, and then they're going to crash, um, 
I was thinking about this. Okay, there's a lot of people out there, skeptics, who say there's no way that the, these things could be, you know, f- traveling all these uh, great distances through space, and then they're going to come here and crash somehow, right? That doesn't make any sense. It was just interesting. Just the other day, I did a podcast talking about Avi Loeb saying that people, uh, once this, uh, once it's revealed that there are extraterrestrials, uh, if there is, from his point of view, if there are really extraterrestrials here, once that's revealed, if there are extraterrestrials coming here, people are going to look at them as God. Uh, I, I, I say this right now. Actually, a lot of skeptics already do look at them as God because they can't believe in their mind that anything that's uh, that advanced, that's able to travel through space for incredible for a hundred thousand through a, uh, for a hundred thousand light years to get here, they can't understand how something like that could crash. Because, and that and, and so in my mind, that means they they must think they must be like God. Of course, my argument to all of this is the fact that um, I think that these. These beings, I mean, technology doesn't work sometimes. I don't think, it doesn't matter how advanced it is. I just think that things fail. Machines sometimes fail. Mistakes are made no matter how intelligent you are. Uh, so that's my, that's where I, I think it's as simple as that. I think it's as simple as that. And for all we know, maybe some of these crashes are staged, for all we know. Maybe they're a way to uh, uh, get into, the, maybe they're Trojan horses. Maybe that's what they are. Maybe the Roswell crash was a Trojan horse. But whatever the case, there have been crash retrievals. And however, whatever the reason behind them, there have been crash retrievals, despite what uh, non-believers will tell you. It, it does make sense. Anyway, moving on, I want to talk about something here related to uh, Steven Spielberg. Uh, of course, Steven Spielberg, the famous director of great movies like Jaws, Raiders of the Lost Ark, and of course... Close Encounters of the Third Kind, which was about extraterrestrial visitation. Now, he's going to be on Netflix. There's a new series that he has produced about called Encounters about Aliens. And it should be interesting. Uh, Spielberg's usually pretty good at these things. And uh, let's see here. It's a deadline reported on this a few days ago. I'll leave the link so you can check it out for yourself. Alien docuseries Encounters lands at Netflix from Steven Spielberg's Amblin TV, Boardwalk Pictures, and Vice Studios. It says here, uh, Steven Spielberg is no stranger to Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Therefore, it's fitting that his production company, Amblin Television, has teamed up with Boardwalk Pictures, which is behind Netflix's Pepsi, Where's My Jet, and Vice Studios, on a four-part docuseries about aliens. Encounters has landed on Netflix, which will launch the four-parter on September 27th. Um, this should be pretty good. Spielberg. I'm, I'm looking. I'm hoping that this is a good show. I'm. I, I'm glad that someone like Spielberg is uh, gonna uh, has decided to produce something like this. That this is good news. Anyway, it says here Jan Motzkin, who created Max Generation Hustle, will direct the series, which will explore four extraordinary true stories of encounters with otherworldly phenomena. It says each episode tells a single story: strange lights in the sky over small town Texas. I'm I'm wondering if that's the Lubbock Light story from the 1950s. That might be interesting. Uh, Submersible spacecrafts haunting a coastal Welsh village. That sounds interesting. An alien encounter with school children in Zimbabwe. Now, that's we all know what that is. That's the aerial school incident. It should be interesting to see what a uh, Steven Spielberg-produced little docudrama uh, entails with something like this. And now we just did have that excellent movie documentary film to come out. Uh, earlier this year uh aerial phenomenon 
uh, which was really, really good. Now we'll get to see uh, Steven Spielberg tackle that story, which as far as I'm concerned, the aerial schools incident, as a lot of people, I, I think a lot of people in the UFO community believe this, that that serves as proof. That's, that serves as proof of, to this reality. I mean, it just, that story is so incredible. You can't deny it. It's, you know. But anyway, and then the fourth one is a non-human intelligence reportedly interfering with a nuclear power plant in Japan. Now, this sounds like it's going to be a good four-part series. I can't wait to see it. It says here, told from the, the, from the perspective of first-hand experiencers in the places where the sightings occurred and guided by scientists and military personnel, the series highlights the profoundly human impact of these con- encounters on lives, families, and communities. That's going to be interesting. Now, a lot of times, uh, we don't see how these things impact people right you hear the story and that's you move on and that's it and a lot of times you hear uh, the debunkers out there saying oh there's a bunch of liars and hoaxers or maybe they're on drugs or something like that that's all you get but people are affected when these things happen people are affected so it's going to be interesting to see uh, what they put together for this now with the aerial phenomenon movie that's basically what that movie was about these those little kids and you know they were all grown up a lot and interviewed for that for that movie and it showed it, it had a derogatory effect on some of them uh, anyway continuing here it says it comes as explosive new revelations emerge from military whistleblowers of alien encounters ufos and clandestine pentagon programs as well as coverage from major news sources which have breathed a fresh urgency into a topic that for decades has been relegated to the realm of conspiracy one thing I am certain of, even before I see this series, because Spielberg's behind it, I could tell you this. It has to be better than there was a Showtime documentary made by J.J. Abrams a couple of years ago that I, I actually reviewed it. It was perhaps the worst, the worst documentary I've ever seen on UFOs. Uh, I, I thought maybe because it was J.J. Abrams, he, he, he directed some good movies. I thought it was going to be a good show, but it turned out to be absolute trash absolute trash he had people on there who had he had some woman on there talking about roswell she didn't even really understand what really happened there it was just terrible uh, as an expert yet i mean so it was a terrible documentary uh so hopefully i think that this one will be a lot better this episode is brought to you by snapple welcome to the snapple market auditory experience close your eyes imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store you make your way to the back and reach for your favorite snapple flavor you can't wait you take a sip whoa that's a lot of flavor Mm -hmm. what flavor are you holding now open your eyes and check out snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful snapple near you Okay, moving on. Uh, now, your psychic, psychic Yuri Geller. Uh, some people might have heard of him. Some of you guys might have heard of him. He predicts when aliens will land in the biggest revelation in history. Oh boy, here we go. Spoonbender Yuri Geller. This is in the mirror. I'll leave the link so you can check it out for yourself if you even want to waste your time on it. But I want to go through this. And I have some things to say about stuff like this. It says here, Spoonbender Yuri Geller has predicted when aliens land on Earth and make themselves known in the biggest revelation in history. This comes after a government whistleblower revealed to the United States Congress's House Oversight Committee that non-human remains had been at UFO crash sites, have been found at... Uh, had been at UFO crash sites. With interest in UFOs and extraterrestrials never being higher, Mr. Geller has spoken out about his own apparent expertise on the matter, which stretches back over 50 years. He predicts in the coming decades, aliens will publicly reveal themselves by landing somewhere for the whole 
world to see. I guess Day of the Earth, Day the Earth stood still style, right out of a movie. Maybe we'll roll out the red carpet for them too, and then we'll all of our uh, political leaders will sit down and have a dinner with them. According, you know, I'm being facetious. Anyway, speaking exclusively to the mirror, Mr. Geller said, "I think in the coming ten to twenty years there will be a landing. It won't be an invasion. Where, whenever they come, wherever they come from, I think maybe two or three species out there. If they wanted to destroy us, they could." He continued, there will be a Steven Spielberg-type landing. I hope they land somewhere like the White House lawn or the Eiffel Tower. It will be the biggest revelation in history, religiously, archaeologically, archaeologically, everything. It will be like finding the Ark of the Covenant. Okay, let's, before you go on with the story, I just want to let you know who this guy is. Okay, according to Wikipedia, this guy is a magician, television personality, and a self-proclaimed psychic. Okay, he's made some... Uh, predictions before they didn't come true um let's see here paranormal claims yeah and uh uh he's actually in 1997 for instance instance he geller was involved with second division football club exeter exeter city by placing energy infused crystals behind the goals of exeter's ground to help the club win a crucial end of season game Exeter lost the game 5-1. In 1992, Geller was asked to investigate the kidnapping of Hungarian model Helga Farkas. He predicted she would be found in good health, but she was never found and is widely believed to have been murdered. Okay, um, in 2000, uh, excuse me, in March 2019, The Guardian reported that Geller wrote an open letter to British Prime Minister Theresa May stating that he would telepathically prevent her from leading Britain out of the European Union. In Geller's words, as much as I admire you, I will stop you telepathically from doing this, and believe me, I am capable of executing it. The United Kingdom left the European Union on 31 January 2020. All right, so that's who this guy is. He makes predictions. He makes statements that are completely absurd, and it's it's nonsense. This guy's nonsense. I mean, now do I believe that some people have psychic powers? Yes, I, I believe that there are people out there who have psychic powers. I've seen some evidence to this. In fact, I remember there was a great in search of episode back from the, uh, I believe it was in the early '80s uh, about air disaster predictions, and there was some really interesting stuff in that episode. There was some guy that dreamed about this plane crashing for at least two weeks i think it was the same dream every night it actually was so bad he actually contacted an official from the federal aviation administration and he kept and they were and this this guy from the faa actually tried to help this was trying to work with this guy was having these dreams to find out if he can get more information like what what's the plane what's is our numbers on the wing and he and, and he, you know that you could get from they have the dream next time and he never could get that information and then finally this plane crashed and it was it was a remarkable prediction now this guy never had these abilities before apparently it was a for some for some reason he was he was this information was coming to him in dreams and then finally on the final day he did not have the dream and and that's when the 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 incident happened when the, it was a, was one of the worst air disasters in history at the time i think it was the worst air disaster history in the time it happened in chicago so I do believe that there could be something there. We could have some abilities that uh, maybe uh, if, if we we're just not there yet. I don't think maybe maybe it's something that has to do with our evolution. Maybe as more time goes on, maybe we could harness some abilities. But this here is nonsense. This actually this kind of stuff here. People in the, there are going to be some people in the UFO community that will latch on to this and say it's going to be Yuri Geller said. You know, I mean, I could do, anybody could do what he does, right? Anybody could do. I could sit here saying, 
in the in 2027 on August 17th there will be no question in my mind there will be proof will present itself the aliens will land and we will all know the truth on that date so stand by and keep watching my channel don't forget to smash the like button and subscribe spend me a bunch of money while you're at it too and then when we get closer to the date, then maybe I'll just decide, hey, you know what, I'm going to push that date back a couple months, a couple years, you know, give me, we're going to buy some more time. This, this is nonsense. When people do stuff like this, and there's a big story in the mirror on this, come on. This, this is clownish. This is ridiculous. Uh, let's see what else Geller says here, if anything. It says, despite speaking matter-of-factly about the existence of aliens, well, I agree with them there. It is a matter-of-fact as far as I'm concerned. Mr. Geller isn't worried about them formally arriving, describing their technology as beyond anything we can imagine. Of course, I believe that. If they didn't have good intentions, we would be wiped away. They have tech we don't have. I feel they come in peace. Well, I don't know about that. I think some may, some may be come in peace. Some come indifferently just to check things out here. And some come with purpose, and those purposes might not be that good. But anyway, he also expressed concern about further whistleblowers. He said, I'm sure there will be more whistleblowers, but some are afraid for their lives. I believe there will be a massive disinformation campaign around this. There will be loads of stories undermining the whistleblowers. Just see, you will see loads of misinformation emanating from the dark dungeons of the agencies that do this. Well, I think we're already seeing that. I don't think anybody, you don't need to be a psychic to, to know these things, that certain things are going to happen. There's most certainly been misinformation, disinformation campaigns for a long time, and we are seeing things right now ongoing with David Grush. There's, you don't have to be a psychic to, to, to know that these things were coming. A lot of us predicted it, and here we are. Lo and behold, it happens. Uh, he goes on. He says, this was something echoed by Mr. Grush in the hearing. He said, I do have knowledge of active plan reprisal activity against myself and other colleagues. Yeah, Grush said it himself. So why, I mean, how's this, well, how's Geller's revelation anything, how, how's that anything to deal with the psychic powers and predictions, you know? Mr. Geller told Mirror he was first shown evidence of extraterrestrials by former Nazi scientist Werner von Braun. He claims he was taken into a NASA facility where they had Big walk-in fridges filled with dead aliens. Geller met Von Braun through a mutual friend and astronaut Edgar Mitchell, who was the sixth person to walk on the moon. Okay, we don't know if that stories are true or not. But, I mean, see, the problem is, even if it is true, see, to me, the guys like Yuri Geller, they ruin their... If When people mix uh, these nonsensical psychic predictions along with potentially real things that happen how can you believe any of it you can't so they become eliminated from the equation as far as people in the ufo community should disregard these kind of statements when people are coming out making predictions it's like the end of the worlders you know or the revel or, or the uh, the rapture you know people stand on the on the street corner uh with, with signs that right the end is nigh you know evangelicals selling survival buckets on TV. For only $150 plus $30 shipping and handling, I'll send you a survival bucket. The end is nigh. Be prepared for the end of the world. Yeah, okay. Yeah, there's all these crazy... We don't know what's going to happen or how it's going to go down. This This is nonsense. This is exhibitionism. This is just... What? And this guy gets big... It gets a headline in the mirror. But people in the UFO community, I just wanted to throw this. I wanted to point this out because this is all nonsense. It's all nonsense. Do I think that something's going that something could happen? A lot of us do in the potentially in the future, 
right? Of course, that where these alien where it becomes undeniable. If we have another Phoenix Lights event, for instance, right, at some point, uh, with the technology that we have today, there would probably be thousands of different people out there with cell phones filming the whole thing from different viewpoints, and then it will become undeniable. I think that that is very possible. It could happen today. It could happen tomorrow. It could happen tonight. I mean, whenever. Uh, but you really can't predict when it's going to happen. We don't know. Uh, it's just impossible to tell. Uh, we could get, finally, we could, maybe some whistleblowers from the inside right now are sneaking out some a dead alien body and a piece of, of a craft somehow. Maybe that will happen. And that will spell the end of this whole cover-up. Maybe the uh, secret control group will say, you know what, I'm, we're sick of this. We need to just come out with the truth. Maybe that will happen. There's all kinds of possibilities that it could happen. But we're not going to... Regardless of what this guy says, uh, Yuri Geller, right? doesn't matter what he says. Uh, he's just looking, doing this for attention. I predict! Anybody could do that. Anybody could make predictions. It's all nonsense. And, and actually, this, this is the kind of stuff that makes the UFO community look silly to the people who really don't pay much attention to this subject. It makes it look like, wow, that, that's crazy. Because it, look, it looks crazy. It is crazy. That's why it is crazy. Um, anyway. Yeah. So don't, don't trust this nonsense. It's all nonsense. Don't worry about it. But anyway, thank you for joining me. Until next time.